Welcome to the Wild 7 Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Red. Joining me once again is... April Mendoza. Of the Nightshade Collective and very dear friend of the podcast... Alex Rogers, a.k.a. Interdimensional Alex. Beaming in. Uh, we're going to have some fun today. Um, sorry, I just got distracted by the knobs and the mixer. We have such lovely equipment here. I'm very happy. Woo! Okay, so today we are... Do- Shut the fuck up. Okay. All right. <laughs> today... Today... We're going to do a very special episode. Once again, April, do you want to explain what we're doing today? Sure. Yeah, we have a new segment called the Wild 7 Film School. Yes. And we essentially just bring in people from the industry and uh, just kind of have a conversation about what it's like to make a movie, what it's, what it's like to be in their role, their position, whatever it is. Yeah. And yeah. Just yeah. Get into it. And so I, we thought, you know, we did one a few weeks ago. We thought it was a home run. We thought it was very informative. Our and first one. Yeah. yeah and we, we, we touched on various topics that we will retouch on in the future more in depth. For instance, writing the script, finding your comrades, all the basic lessons that we think yeah. are the principles of indie, just, indie shoestring. Yeah. Just our overall thoughts, right? And now we're going to get a little bit like deeper into certain subjects. Yeah. And so here today, we are just going to be talking about working with actors. And so we thought it was absolutely appropriate to... Why are you laughing, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> Alex is laughing at me. I'm talking... And by the way, April also... There has been a recent controversy between Alex and I <laughs> oh, that yeah. we need you to be judge <clears throat> and jury yeah. on. Oh, okay. okay? Yes. And we'll, we'll get to that after Very, we talk okay. the acting Very discussion important. and stuff like that. <laughs> but before we begin on the acting discussion, and basically, Alex, what we're going to do is I, we ju- we're just going to ask you some questions. We're going to ask you also... Go ahead. Sorry. Real talk, and this is hilarious. I think because I talk to Nas so often that yes. sometimes, and no ill will yeah. all sometimes half listen because you know we, we're always <laughs> we're always just no, so connected uh-huh. so I'll, I'll be like yeah, yeah of course of course of course because i'm usually down with whatever and i only just now in real time realize that i'm in the hot seat <laughs> to yeah. talk about my acting oh, <laughs> expertise yeah. no, i thought i was gonna <laughs> shoot the gab and shoot the shit on like acting in general as an ensemble I but see. no don't get me wrong it's, Give me a spotlight and I'll fill it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just, it's no, very it, funny. It's though. a conversation. Oh, I it's I, a, I have, yeah. Sorry. No, I have my own opinions about it and my own personal questions, but like, by all means, this is very and free I got form. Personal so. questions for you yeah. and you. For because sure. I will and say, you at home. I will say, I'm the only non actor in this room right now because even Nas Red is an actor. You think that, but when we <laughs> meet with people, you have to act, right? Well, that's that's a whole conversation. You're getting to the philosophy of it. Right. But, but I'm, okay, I'm talking specifically about a working actor. Like, you've actually been paid to be in like commercials. And yes, I was lucky so enough. So, you've auditioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah actually. I've n- never done Nas that. Nas has gotten more <laughs> paid for an acting gig than I ever have. Well, you've done all that extra work. No, no, no. Extra work isn't acting. Anyone can do that. However, you have no, a theater background. So. Like like an in depth theater background, like you were. You I know, do, yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. And, and the thea- were- theater, I can talk about yeah. all day long. I wish I could tell you, like, well, of course, that was my seventeenth film that I did back in nineteen ninety seven. But the thing but is, yeah. you've been on set too, in any capacity, I have. you know. So it's like you've yeah. been around, and also you acted in the amazing film Debbie and the Devil, yeah. which is coming soon, and Hallelujah, yeah, which was yeah. written and directed by myself, produced by April Mendoza yeah. of the Nightshade Collective, Shout and so I out. feel like we're gonna kick it off, but before. Before we kick it off, I want to show you guys the greatest ad lib in the history of movie cinema. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Movie cinema. Okay. Oh. Movie cinema. That's daring. An actor. That's like vehicular <laughs> driving. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. It shows my 
mental thing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, an actor was asked to ad-lib a line in this take. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to share with you probably the greatest ad-lib that anyone has ever done. Mm-hmm. It's from a movie called uh, Shark Attack, Th- Shark Night 3. Okay. Okay. Shark Night is an evening Wait, or actually, night as no, in it's actually, of the actually, round no, no, table? No, 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 I'm an idiot. It's called Shark Attack 3. Oh. oh. Totally okay. different movie. Yeah, it's gotcha. called Shark Attack 3. Shark Night? <laughs> kind of sounds like a fun movie. Yeah. Like well, Shark Knight with a K? April, like after with a sword? Yeah. It's got a fin on his helmet. <laughs> yeah. All right, go on. You guys. I think you got your next character. Can <laughs> yeah, we all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shark Created Knight. by Alex, April, and Mars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so, y'all at home, you you heard it first here. Oh, my so God. Don't dude, steal that's it. a whole new Shark Knight. I'm going to write out the studio. story. Yeah, yeah. We'll go through it. Okay? Shark, Shark Knight. And he has to have a fin on top of his helmet. Yeah. Like, that would actually be a really fun segment. <gasps> sure, I know, exactly. No, but just coming up with these like little like movies on the spot. Yes. Ooh, you have to, by the end of the podcast yes. episode, weave out the groundwork of your next film. Oof. I think something great has just been born yeah. today on the Wild 7 Shark podcast. Night. I'm really happy. And I'm seeing seven sequels. <laughs> just saying. All right, listener friend, listener friend, I just want you to see that this is the type of creativity that goes on at Wild 7 Studios every day, <laughs> 24-7. Okay, so I'm going to show you this scene. So you see this scene. Uh, it's a gentleman with a woman, and the gentleman was the one that was asked to ad-lib the line. Uh-huh. And apparently this line made it into the film. And so I'm going to press and, and play. May I just ask before you press play, was this because they weren't satisfied with the script? And they're like, listen, it's not really clicking. Can you, actor, just kind of fill some genuine spaces right here? That's that a good question. I honestly don't know. Okay. I don't know what the circumstances But, but we know were. that he's off the script yeah, at this yeah. moment. This the is way, off the cuff. Exactly. Right the here. way it All feels right, like right. to me is the director said, listen, we need something to sort of get us into the, other, into the next scene. Word. And for our listener friends that maybe don't know what ad lib means... You kind of just explained it, but... No, 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 please. But could you... April, you explain. Oh, I mean... (laughs) 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 But I don't know. I mean, it's just uh, going off script, Yeah, going off script, like making something on the spot. Yeah. You know when I first heard it? Because I was ad-lib. I was so bad as a a child actor in plays. I would go off the script and Uh fill my own little cute lines. And I remember some directors being like, listen... You can't ad lib, ad lib, ad lib. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get into we'll one. get into this. Yeah, yeah. Let's okay. play sorry, that. Sorry. Okay, okay. So this is uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll meet back here at 8 a.m. Don't be late. <sighs> Unexhausted. Yeah, me too, but you know, I'm really wired. What do you say I take you home and eat your pussy? <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah, that was actually in a movie. No, it wasn't. I swear to God. Stop it. Can I see this? I swear to Christ. Wow. <laughs> You're doing well. Oh, no, it's ads. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. That was, actually, yeah, that was actually in Amazing. Shark Attack 3. Amazing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can, can I... I apologize. Can we get his delivery on it? Just one more time, because we will. We can. I think. I think. Well, I think we can admit 
He's pretty upbeat. It's pretty jaunty. <laughs> it's well, very no. like, it's almost like. Well, what? You want to ask someone that in a downbeat way? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just, it's, no, it's so optimistic. You don't like, like, Please yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. be, yeah, you can't beg <laughs> yeah. and you can't be creepy, but he's Hold saying it almost on. like, yeah. I dream let's, of a. Let's, let's go through it again. All right, all right. Cause this is acting. This is so crazy. I wonder what the actual line was before this. Yeah. Do you think so it was even related? And in fact, listener friend, go and look it up. Just look, search Shark Attack 3, that famous line on YouTube, okay? <laughs> and then what's funny is just look at it again. Look at her reaction. You can tell the actress is kind of like, oh, you. But then in the context of the film, like this gentleman asked that rather vulgar question. I'm not sure woman. if that's a gentleman. And then, and, then, and then she responds like, oh, you. You know what I mean? Like, okay, so watch it again, watch it again. This, this guy. guy's we'll great. We'll meet back here at 8 a.m. So some guy look at his take. Look at him. Off, right? Don't be late. Don't be late. That's good. Look at Yeah, look how he drives. Like, he's great. Okay. Now there's this couple. Uh, just look at her reaction. I'm exhausted. Yeah, me too, but, you know, I'm really wired. Ooh. What do you say I take you home and eat your pussy? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe this. Yeah, and then, and I don't then, believe it. You, you think someone right. dubbed him over? I do, yeah. In fact, in fact, okay, I That's will do crazy. this. <laughs> Alex, yeah. we're going to start with... Don't make me say it. No, no, no. no. Alex... You know I'm really wired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Now, now that part I love. It's it's interesting because yeah, he yeah. says, "Oh, I'm exhausted, Look. but I'm really wired." Yeah. <laughs> That's oh, so you're right, 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 right. She says, that. "Well, I'm exhausted." Yeah, I get said, that. Though. And he yeah. says, "Me too," or Me something. Too. Right? But, <laughs> but I'm but also I'm really wired. But you know, that's, like that's what I thought the joke was. Oxymoronic. <laughs> that's like that's like saying, "Boy, I'm stuffed." Yeah, boy, I couldn't eat another no, no, bite. No, 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 I I'm that. starving. <laughs> no, all jokes <laughs> like, aside, I get that. Yeah. Just from being on set, you know, at the end of the, the day, yeah, you're yeah, tired, yeah. but right. you're jittery. Okay, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right. yeah. It's like after so a long I, ass I, drive. I get that. So I guess sure. maybe psychologically, I'm kinda, that's what And plus, you see his uh, his uh, little uh, gestural stuff. His fingers were really uh, <laughs> cracky, a little coffee, a little, yeah. little fiendish, a yeah. little grabby, I think little mm, yeah. kind of fiending for some... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. So, so and then, and I realized on second viewing, it was a little more straight. Like, cre I thought the first time I almost heard it like, "How about we do this?" Yeah, yeah. and this one was a little more. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But he's almost like a guy who's about to like have a total breakdown in his cracky energy. Yeah. But, and he quote unquote saves it at the last minute very, for an interactive act. Very romantic scene though, because it just cuts to them kissing with <laughs> yeah, this like beautiful yeah, music. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I think that's great. I think it's awesome. Well, I would you hope you don't hear that shit in movies. Yeah, you know well, what I mean? I would hope straight amazing. up the couple in the movie like get married and have kids, and then that's like the story they tell their kids. Like <laughs> your father was really tired and he was wired and he just you know, tired, he wired, and yeah. straight to the point. Yeah. And I don't like any yeah. <laughs> pardon the expression, beating around the bush. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Alex, <laughs> we're going to practice for our yes. press day tomorrow. Switching gears. Yeah. That we had enough fun with that, right? That yeah. Was good. yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay. We had fun, right? <laughs> yeah. Right? What else do we got? Oh, yeah. All right. We, we got goofs like, and, yeah. no, and Alex, pranks and... Yeah. Take me through... Mm. Pretend we're practicing for our press day next week when we're interviewing each other and whatnot for our EPK, for our electric pick press kit, for those of you that are not in the know, in the oh business. God, I felt like I had electrodes yeah. in me when you said yeah. that. Um, Electronic. How did you how did you get <laughs> to playing Brendan of the Darkness in Debbie and the Devil? Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I was laughing about what April sorry. said. I could, no, no. I was only just trying to correct. Hold on, let me correct. It, 
It was very <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a have a crack off of well, that. Where do you want to start with this? Well, I'm a little tired, but I'm also wired. <laughs> yeah. So how about we, I start from the yeah. yeah. No, no. Should we yeah. just start also with who is Alex Rogers, mm. and then take us into you're it. asking me exactly. <laughs> who and are you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a side yeah. side uh-huh. point to that question: mm-hmm. What drew you to acting? At your base level, like when you were a kid, when you, you know what I mean? It's a loaded question. So it's whatever first kind of comes to your mind. Well, because you know? I can't, I don't even know what to call myself. If you guys like the word actor, use it. That's awesome. Right, I performer. performer. Performer as well. I've noticed if I, if I dub myself as such, I lose some of my power. I can't quite explain it. It's, hmm. it's a title. I, 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 I like to do what I do. And then the fun of it is then you guys knight me with what mm. I'm going to be. So, so I just I know you, that I've yeah. had a proclivity to do creative things vocally. It started out with some drawing as a kid. It, what it really was was embodying lar- kind of heroes and villains. It yeah. started with a fascination of that. I think Darth Vader was probably my first favorite character in terms of voice. Ooh, and this connects. Funny enough, James Earl Jones, as we all know, does, does that I, iconic voice, mm-hmm. a voice for all ages. And he plays the villain in Conan the Barbarian, another personal favorite. And when I was, I had already done some theater one of the reasons I even got started is that I, you can imagine, you, so y'all know me now. Now imagine me at <laughs> little kid and an only child at that too. So super imaginative and super wanting to engage every adult mm-hmm. in wild conversation and all kinds of things. And my mom, I think, put me in theater to sort of, let's focus that energy a little bit into yeah. something that, um, and I will say too, like you go back and uh, I'm not too aware of the artistic tendencies of my dad's side but you do look at my mom's father and his father so mm-hmm. the great grandfathers down the line they are everything from poets writers sculptors craftsmen there's a there's a something to create so that's definitely in your blood you know? i think so yeah, there's I a genetic yeah. thing where i and they're very and these were also very oratorical men and on my dad's side too my dad is quite the wordsmith as well so i and thank you down there yes sir you with the horn (laughs) that's alex's dad he's right there he's like hey give me credit uh so i uh (laughs) i have a lot to i think owe Mm -hmm. my genetics for absolutely a, a, a little propulsion into that and then and i did a lot of theater as a kid and you know there was this uh amazing um theater underneath okay there was like a little stage underneath an outdoor forest theater in my hometown oh fun and that little theater was called c-e-t children's experimental theater what yeah and that was like there in my hometown and my mom was just like oh yeah a plus b there he is and so this amazing sorceress (laughs) grandmother spider witch woman taught you would you as a, as a leader of a covenant you would have loved this woman april I she love was that. yeah she was this amazing kind of person who you would like you would go into some like abandoned house and she'd be like come in my dear I and love that. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and she's um, and she was truly amazing and she always worked with me I, she was one of the first people who never spoke down to me like a kid i was so mm-hmm. you have you speak and you move in a way that you need to practice and you need to cultivate this. And so yeah. her name was Marsha Hovick. 
And I, and I, so I want to just bless this moment right here yes. by giving a shout out to her because she really got my propulsion into this. Yeah. Later on in life, in high school, I was extremely blessed to have an amazing high school teacher. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you, Mr. Michael Jacobs. I have one of those too. Matthew mm-hmm. Cataldo, shout out. Yeah. A high school teacher? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still, you know, we're still friends. And yes. Yeah, thank God Dude, for those mentors. drama is necessary, especially, I think, to the high school society world. Because yeah. sometimes, I know, speaking for myself, I wasn't sporty enough to be a jock. <laughs> I wasn't even too nerdy enough to just be like an uber science nerd. And just, I was this weird performative guy. And so, mm-hmm. obviously, drama department. And not only was my teacher... um a drama teacher he was a working actor during the day and night at the local theater so he was taking his direct experience every day working in the theater and applying that to the teaching lessons he gave us and so this goes back to James Earl Jones when I really got interested in acting I think there was something my mom bless your heart thank you mother you took me I was a pain in the ass because I was 14 I was literally literally going through growing pains where I I think I sprouted from like five eight to six one over the course of one summer you know what I mean just like uh, and I was a a total pain to be with because I was also a 14 year old boy that's just that look up 14 year old boy pain to deal with so (laughs) there we are though but my mom took me to England and what a gift and when I came back from England from being sort of around that antiquity and that's also a lot of family roots Mm. I was getting into Shakespeare. I liked the idea of being someone with a sword mm-hmm. or like a lord or a, 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 some kind of chieftain, a general, a king. Those kind of are archetypes. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, I'm a 14-year-old kid, prepubescent. My voice hasn't even broken yet. <laughs> I, I, I have, a you know, a, a, at best, a little kind of tire squeak of a little up-and-coming thing. Yep. And I remember, though, I loved this monologue that James Earl Jones has in Conan the Barbarian. And he explains to Conan, like, what, what, what is steel compared to the hand that wields it? And it was my first understanding as... That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, 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 well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and as you all know, and for anyone who can play guest listening, I look n- and pretty much sound nothing like James Earl Jones, and yet this is the beautiful naivete and innocence of the time. I'm a 14-year-old kid, and I hate the term, I don't see color, because I, I think it's a fucking bullshit thing. But for real, though, in my sheltered little white town, I didn't understand e- either the awkward or fine elements of a white little 14-year-old boy doing a monologue that James Earl Jones plays, mm-hmm. that James Earl Jones or not should have the weight of, a, of like at least a man in his 40s. And this is a 14-year-old prepubescent kid, but I, but I saw the grand vision. So I've had directors who have on the spot shamed me when I was a young kid, when I was like 16 for bringing, I'm like, well, I want to do this piece. And they're like, you don't know anything about being a man in his 30s living with a woman in New York City. No, no, you don't, you know nothing of that. I've had some shaming directors who do that shit. That's shitty. Shit, shitty. That's mean. And I just, this feeds into the conversation as well. If you want to ask about like my experiences as an actor and I prom, I know, and no, no, you know me wonderful. guys, I'm not succinct. I always think I'm going to get to the main point. I'm like, and then we go down another little roundabout <laughs> no, down please, the toad continue. hole. Yes. Yeah. J.R.R. Tolkien of <laughs> podcasting. So, yes. Yeah, yeah. It, was not, it was not a wet hole. It was a dry sandy yeah, hole. Yeah, right. A hobbit <laughs> hole. But, but, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, but now it's like, no, really, seriously, <laughs> no, no, don't, no, don't go down. To- no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy fuck, J.R.R. Tolkien is here. Like, oh no, I shouldn't have succeeded. I have to uncork the genie. We got another one. All right, yes, exactly. So um, when you're an actor, 
you're especially a young actor. You are vulnerable. You haven't you haven't learned yet, dude. I'm now 36 and I'm still unlearning the feeling that we have as young creators that my capacity to be a creative performer is equal to my worthiness to be loved by my peers around me. It's a it's a noble young focus, but I but but it, the young person often isn't guided sometimes by a more seasoned person. Wait, wait. If I may clarify, yeah, 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 just yeah. for my. You're saying that your your need to perform was a desire to be loved, that and which usually is the oh. entrance point for every performer. Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. what I'm learning yeah. is, though that is the young person's noble impetus to do that, it nevertheless always runs the risk of you then putting your own capacity to be creative down because you're also getting your worthiness shitted yeah, yeah, So exactly. you equate the two. Yeah. Oh, so a lot yeah. of people self-police mm-hmm. and self-shame early on and yeah. go, well, I'm told to shut up so much at home, I'm not going to be a singer now or I'm not going to be right. a, you know. Oh yeah. my God, yes, so, yes. Because they already are little kids who I are able that. to yeah. do these talents, but if they're getting shamed the whole time, then yeah. oops. But anyway, the, so, so the point is, even when you're in the world of acting and you think you're in the right church, and we know this is, ne- here's another thing I've learned too. Acting all often runs the risk of being a cultish church kind of structure. Now, Mr. Michael Jacobs of Carmel High School was not the case. He was a true sorcerer who wanted the best out of you. And he did not shame me when I came. You know, here's the first two monologues. Mm-hmm. He, he said, you need to bring two monologues here are the two monologues that I chose. I love this kid, 14-year-old Alex. You're supposed to usually be doing, like, this is something from Neil Simon or Eugene O'Neill, or this is from William Shakespeare, Tennessee Williams. No. This is from Conan the Barbarian, and this is from Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Because, and for all of you who are like, what? It's like, no, no, no. You all know the recent ones, and it's about Caesar. Everyone knows Caesar is a character from the apes mythology that's been revamped in recent years. So everyone kind of has an idea of Caesar. So I did a, but this is Roddy McDowell, the first one before Andy Serkis took the role. And he has a big revolutionary model. So one character is the revolutionary and the other character is the tyrant. Mm. So that was my contrast. Nice. And I remember on day one, I did my monologue. I wish I, it's probably on some VHS tape in some dusty yeah. little attic, but I would love to see that little cherub-faced kid with no facial Sometimes hair. you do have to revisit those moments yeah. to kind of gain confidence back and just remember, like, how you felt back then. Yeah, you know? just, like, fearless kid, yeah. not even thinking. And I remember when I was done, my teacher was like, okay, so who are you in this scene? And I said, well, I'm James Earl Jones who's playing Thulsa Doom. He's like, ah, uh-uh, no, you are Thulsa Doom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a cool thing because no I'm not I'm not James Earl Jones and I'm not good I'm Alex Rogers and I'm playing Felsa Doom and that is so he already from day one was like you are both the actor and the character united from the start mm-hmm. yeah. so start to think of yourself as intimately knowing the character and it was the beginning of wonderful working relationships fun little last coda to that eventually down the line I was lucky enough to then act with this man as contemporaries on the very stage that was above the children's experimental theater that I mentioned at the beginning. Wow. Full circle. So this reminds me of a story. I don't know the exact story, like off the top of my head, but it was Denzel Washington. He like auditioned for some big, like Broadway play or something like that. Cause he really wanted to be on Broadway and uh, he didn't get the part. He was younger. Mm-hmm. But then years and years and years later, he ended up going back and getting the role that he kind of like wanted way back then. And he just talked about how like it's all 
comes full circle and like yeah. it was just such like an awesome moment you know mm-hmm. that sometimes you just kind of have to just keep going and the thing that you wanted will eventually kind of mm-hmm. just be there at that specific place that you yeah. that you wanted it you know it's it's crazy yeah yeah but there's a similar story liz taylor was a big fan of tennessee williams and then tennessee williams pulled her aside once and said you know i'm really wired how about I take you home and take you home? <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck I was just saying, I don't think Tennessee Williams said <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, no, he, didn't. he was more like, you know any uh, co-stars <laughs> yeah, who were a bit yeah, wide yeah. like I am? But Alex, <laughs> yeah. so, so cut to 2000 something odd. You're working at Venice Beach Care Center. You're, right, right, right. Oh, and a, I know. got distant. I mean, <clears throat> I, I, most of the things I've done are Shakespeare, I'm happy to say. Like mm-hmm. a lot well, of I Shakespeare. I wanted to ask, like, yeah. Yeah. I, but you pretty much answered my question. That it's yeah. the sword thing, huh? Like you like it, like you totally. Know, that dude. Sort of the like Conan love, the Lord of the Rings love, became then a mm-hmm. Shakespeare love because yeah. they really are all connected. Okay. And I got into these things, and plus, I, I to this day love Shakespeare, not just as like the words, but like the actual like geometric patterns that make up Shakespeare, not just text on a page. Yeah. I've, mm-hmm. I've gotten a little psychedelic with my Shakespeare. Yeah. That's another conversation for another <laughs> time. But those are my roots. I come from a really classically trained background. You don't see much on my resume that's like laughter on the twenty third floor. Yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, it's yeah. it's. In fact, I don't even know if that's the full title of the <laughs> play. In fact, but you know, yeah, yeah like yeah. it's it's not really that contemporary. I've had some cool moments though. I once played Cat in the Hat in Seussical, the musical of Doctor Seuss, oh, no and that way. was in a, that yeah. was a talk yeah. about psychedelic. That was, that show was uh, on uh, drugs. Uh, uh. Did that at Santa Monica College, but I got to say, by the time I got into my twenties. I got a little bit burnt out. I was part of a group where we did a lot of Shakespeare and we reached to a point where we were touring Scotland even. I, I made it out to the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Fun. Yeah. It was an amazing experience and it was a making and breaking experience because it was all us doing everything from busking on the street to get the crowds in to see it to then perform it at top level. Then you got to busk right nice. after that and do it the next day and keep going. And I thank everyone involved in the experience yeah. because it shaped me into the man I am. The, the irony is that pretty much after that, with the exception of a few other shows I did independently, that was it for me on theater until further notice. Do you think that uh, traveling has helped you become a performer in ways other than just the training itself? Every time I travel, it sparks something else in me. I think we need to be continually, even, Mm -hmm. and by the way, even if it means just getting up and taking a long walk around parts of your neighborhood you haven't traversed in a while, get moving. I know for me, when I'm in a rut writing, I got to get up and walk. I got to like switch up. Even right today, we did a recording earlier and I had to literally get up, walk through the factory and then come back and go, okay, now I got it. And then we just like, yeah, yeah, boom. And, uh, so yeah, that that uh, sorry, where were we? Tra- so traveling. <laughs> oh yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. Traveling. Um, and do you mean like the like some of the international travels I've been talking about, like Scotland and exactly, England and yeah. all that? Yeah. yeah. Well, definitely. So I mean, hell, I I was <laughs> just before COVID struck. I was able to go to Scotland this time. This yeah. time last year, September of nineteen, uh, I was uh, in the Isle of Skye. That's like Highlander mm-hmm. Braveheart territory. That's so cool. And that just. That helped me finish yeah. a book I was writing, like right. everything. Like it's it traveling propels right. the creator. It should, right? And it's specifically because you're so good at like um impressions and stuff like that. Yeah. So like whenever you're asked <clears throat> or if you're ever asked to do like a Scottish accent, right. is that just does that come from what? Like 
you know what watching that is? videos online mm. or you know, well so once you go to here, scotland i assume it, that kind of helps you have a better understanding of what that actually means to have a scottish accent or something absolutely. like that you know so well I always you bring up very real ingredients there now funny enough and, and this is where i date myself but uh <laughs> no online research for me as a kid it was vhs and my first impetus to do any impression was uh, sean connery and of course, he's Scottish as well, so mm-hmm. that's two birds with one stone. <laughs> and uh, oh, so you use movies to study? Yeah, definitely. Like my background, especially with a half English mother, was a lot of BBC exposure. So mm. I watched a lot of Monty Python. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they are linguistic masters. Their whole everything around them is the joke around the English language. So especially English, English, which will bring out a whole nother. You know, yeah, that's a whole yeah. barrel of fun right there. So. And I always loved impressions. Mm-hmm. I did them. And that's how I didn't. Yeah. I, I was spared from humiliation and getting beaten up by jocks because I f- fucking punked the teachers right in front of them, like yeah. imper- like into their face, impersonated them. And I, the jocks were like, he gets a free pass. Yeah. Gets a free <laughs> pass. I, think, I think we share that's that. Great. Because yeah. like that's, I mean, I learned how to be funny just because I didn't want to get bullied and mm-hmm. I wanted to get along with the bullies actually. Dude, you know what I mean? Or like I learned early on if I've I keep that, you yeah. laughing, you're not you're you're less likely to stab me in the back. And re- and the people who do stab the comedian in the back, they're already kind of not liked by a lot of people. Like you like when you're a powerful figure, like again, like a socially powerful person, you need your court jester. Yeah. So I went to every little would-be king and queen, and I was always the court jester. Yeah. No one fucked with me. But also, <laughs> I have also to a say, sco- also a class of two hundred people, yeah. and they're all white kids, so there was no struggle going yeah, on. Yeah, I'm being I'm being dead honest about like the type of people that Alex and I are. When you're born with like intelligence and sensibility, and and sort of you're kind of like an old soul, you're a freak kid. And yeah. I think when you're a freak kid, you do kind of want to do what we do. I don't know what it is. You know what I mean? Like, I was yeah. that. I was yeah. just the Iranian version, the Persian-American <laughs> version. Right. But, okay. But, yeah, I'm sorry. I, so, I took us on another little roundabout. You were saying VBC. Oh, okay. So, and, yes. Yeah, so, now I'm working at, and y'all have followed enough either on my show or this show that I've worked in a pot shop. So, we all yeah. know that. And if you don't know, hey, it was where have you been? Listen shop. to the Wild 7 podcast. Come on, jump on <laughs> yeah, board, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They used to do Twitter deals every day. I used to go quite a bit at the pot shop, and I used to pick up for my friends, which you're not supposed to do. But everyone did now because everyone, everybody did because everyone came every day and said, "Yeah, I need another half ounce." Can you believe it? Twenty four hours later, I smoked it all. Another half ounce. Alex, (laughs) being the raconteur uh, storyteller that you are, raconteur, I want you to. So I'm going to play my intro music when I first walked into the pot shop. Oh, nice. And what do you want me to do? Well, well, first let me oh, play my d- intro oh, music. Excuse me. I'm Imagine so this. Okay. Alex is working at the pot shop. He's working behind the counter. So probably many, doing this so right many, now. So many hot coworkers. But that's that's <laughs> another thing. Um, and he's working at the pot shop. He's you know giving the weed to the people, getting the money, this and that. In walks, probably the coolest guy ever. I walk in. Yo, I don't know what you heard about me. But a bitch can't get a dollar out of me. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I, I walk in. I'm like, yo, what's up? What's up? Remember, do you remember when I came in? I had glasses, sunglasses. I was like, yo, what's up? What's up, everybody? Let's smoke some weed. Stop Woo! it. Brr, 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 brr. That, that does not sound not like you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. I did not. And he had, and, and for some reason, red confetti shot out of his sleeves <laughs> yeah, all over yeah. the place. It was I'm Mr. Red. Yeah. I yeah, just picture totally. like smoke coming out of the back. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> no. Scarlet smoke coming out. Um, 
The music yeah. part was not true. The what's up, what's up was not true. But Alex, no, 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 take us true. through. I just want, for real though. Yeah. The journey between like knowing me as the guy that used to buy massive amounts of marijuana from you yes. to, you know, directing you in a film. How did, you wow. know what I mean? And it's a, it's a cool yeah, journey. Well, so I as I to, recall, I had seen you a few heard. times wearing a red beret of sorts. Uh-huh. Was it a beret I, that you yeah. were doing at the time? Yeah, okay. I still have it. Yeah. And you didn't even have the mustache at the time. No. I want to say what? that you had, I think he had like, if anything, like a little chin thing going on. Yeah, I had a And no mustache though? No mustache. No mustache. This man wow. was clean shaven except for some fu- fuzz see some pictures. on the chin. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember you were very polite and you were very, uh, almost kind of like at first very disbusiness. Oh, okay, thank you. I'll not disagree with that. Thank you. And yeah. just kind of going off. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And then somehow we started talking film. And one of the earliest examples you remembered was that I had just seen The Raid Redemption, which is truly, I think along with Enter the Dragon, it's probably my favorite martial arts film ever made. Indonesian. It's awesome. It's, awesome. Yeah. it's so cool. You got to check it out. Uh, but I had just seen it. I was raving over it, and I talked to uh, Nas, and I was like, have you seen this? And he, and somehow I think I already knew that you were quite the cinémature. Yeah. I don't know if that is a word, but it sounded very French. That's me, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I felt the energy. I knew you were a film guy, and I remember you're like, oh, I haven't seen that yet. And I remember thinking like, yes, because you, know, you, you always hope that you're not saying known information to someone who knows. Yeah. So... I think you checked it out promptly and you came back and you're like, dude, you were right. It was yeah, fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And somehow we talk more and more and we realize, I think that we both like some good like genre stuff. We both like our Tarantino. We both like our Paul Thomas Anderson. We both like uh, Kung Fu and we both like, uh, I think. 70s shit. And 70s yeah. shit, absolutely. Um, th- uh, other things uh, uh, vary, but that's what all, all friends have. Um, our musical taste doesn't quite align. I like pop Lady Gaga, Selena Gomez, and he likes, like, classy shit. I don't know. Nas <laughs> <laughs> well, loves that pop. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be playing, like, the strange period of Miles Davis's career where, is that jazz? Is it rock? Or yeah. is it just horror? Yeah, and yeah. I'd play that, like, really loud, and then yeah. you would come in going, But yeah. What song was that? Every song in the last 15 years. Oh, my gosh. Some pop song? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, so then one at one point you said we were we were definitely I was like oh this guy's cool and he's got this red theme going on and he usually wears some bright shirt and then you explain you're like oh yeah I made this shirt and I'm like oh okay so he has some tailor qualities to him and excuse me gracios gracios you are very gracios yes, um the uh one day he comes in and he says uh something something and then i and you know i'm making a move i'm gonna make my movie and you're, you're gonna have a role in it and you know uh, if i had a dollar every time i heard that in los angeles you know hey i'd, I'd be 15 dollars <laughs> like, but yeah 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 sure sure sure, sure. yeah exactly yeah. it just was like yeah, yeah yeah whatever yeah yeah and and i was but i as i recall i hope i was nice about it i think you I were was, actually and in fact <laughs> i even said the only lie i said about that was i said i this <laughs> is true oh. i said i promise you'll be paid and you oh. said, <laughs> and you said, you will be paid with other things. My yeah, friends. you paid in <laughs> friendship, but you were like, "That's always appreciated." And I was That's, like, "Oh, what a <laughs> cool diplomatic answer yeah, I gave." Yeah. And I was probably stoned to the gills. <laughs> Wait, Nas, real quick, let me ask you: What made you want to just hand out a role to this oh. this friend that you just met? Well, I sc- oh, you know, go ahead. 
if if if, if I'm I, please, if, 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 that's all, folks. No, if I uh, if I recall, that was in passing. Then that very conversation piece was shelved. Mm-hmm. Then he comes up and says, "By the way, I do a podcast now, mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. feel like you'd be a good contributor to it." And there there was a little the undiscovered part of me that's by the fa- the drinking fountain. I'm yeah. like, who me? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And going like that would be totally yeah, because you know sometimes. When someone suggests something, the little soul's calling goes like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm supposed to do that. Yeah. Absolutely. Right, so I was right. like, okay, I'll do this. Next thing I know, I'm going to this guy's house. His wonderfully sweet family is all like on day one, your mom was like, hello, you're another son of ours. Oh, like, oh, oh, thank you. Like, like, yeah, it's yeah. like, like really sweet surroundings. Also, independently, I'd become very close with your brother as well. Yeah. Because he and I are total dickheads. <laughs> Philip K, that is. Yeah. But, um... Then I... Uh, That's a good one. <laughs> People that don't know Philip K. Dick won't get that, but fuck yeah. them. Yeah, and also, and if you don't know who Philip K. Dick is, then don't call yourself a Blade Runner fan. Yeah, That's yeah, all I'm going to say. Yeah. Um, so the, uh, the day comes where I'm in your room, a.k.a. the monastery. Yes. Oh. And that's where I realized, holy shit, Nas is the friend I've always enjoyed having in my life. I just didn't realize as a man already in his 30s <laughs> would find another guy in his 30s yeah. where we'd be like, those kids is like, you want to like hang out and stuff? Yeah. like so You want to like watch a movie too? And, like, <laughs> yeah. and the next thing I know, we're just those those yeah. goofy dudes. Yeah. And it's been one of the greatest. And I and I expl- and I I explained this on my own podcast because after all, this is a new era and I have my own podcast. Yeah. But I explained uh, uh, in that episode that, you know, really um, that was the greatest investment working in a pot shop. And it doesn't, and I don't give a fuck that yeah. you didn't pay me for Debbie and the Devil because you even said earlier, the payment in friendship and of course, by proxy, now I can call you a friend as well, April. Thank you. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. a very. Uh, this is anyway. Now I'm getting all gushy yeah. and mushy, but I just friend, wanted to you say. You see the sweetness that happens <laughs> at yeah, Wild yeah. Seven Studios. No, I, I mean it was. But it was an investment. Yeah, it was a great thing that happened. Yeah. But that's, there's a little lesson there, I guess, for our listeners that I mean, opportunities kind of come when you least expect them, and yeah. Yeah. and it's really through relationships. Wouldn't and, you kind of agree? And also, oh, if I may, you may. There, there was a question you said what made me think yeah i had seen a short film that you did where you played a cop do you remember that one? Oh, and that's what made me know let me know that oh he can act so you and had so, done a short film before. i've done so i've done a couple i mean hey we were even talking about i even did a feature which one day i'll show you when i'm oh. brave enough i mean this was a 21 year old boy who who what? nevertheless made his own eraser head i will show you guys no. that. Like, yeah we we're talking Stop about it. i love eraser yeah head. you know what i mean like so it, that was at least sort of the the vibe i was going for is i'm gonna make my first I'm gonna have this ringtone is brought to you by your current generation. Listen, <laughs> Dom is calling me. What could that be? Oh, so do you want to? Yeah, hold on for a second. Um, yeah, we yeah, can no we can hold the. Hold on. No, no, keep talking. See, Nas, he, he sort of runs. We can, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we can, on, we so. can, we can grab the uh, the wheel right here yeah, on okay. the ship. Well, we'll continue. We'll Nos. continue. We'll take but a, a what pause. I, what I was saying yes. is essentially that, um, yeah, like these opportunities kind of come through relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, so I mean, is that something you agree with? I it's it's also through. Oh, look oh. at that! Do you hear that? Oh, I think yeah. it's because he's on the Bluetooth. <laughs> oh wow, we might have like a Nixon tape situation here soon. <laughs> We're gonna start hearing like these 
weird little clips. Right. Imagine we hear Nas. He's like, and those fucking losers in the other room. Ah. Like, oh, I gotta go feel? back to the fucking podcast. Yeah. Gosh, I'm so with fucking these tired. People. Nas has done way. shit like that before. Uh oh. <laughs> he's on the phone and he's like, oh, fuck. Oh, I didn't hang up or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I can, kidding. I no, can, it's never bad. And it's always just that. like, ha. Huh, like, yeah. It's oh. really not that bad. But to your uh, to your question, I like here's another thing I want the listeners to remember as well, and for everyone to remember, I did have a moment where several years into working at a pot shop in a good situation that nevertheless put me in a perpetually stoned and not really creating, just kind of working this interesting gig. Right. There's that part of me going, oh, I guess I kind of like crashed in like um, a purgatory kind of place, and I'm not creating, and I'm just kind of getting high. Ooh, maybe I'm a loser. Maybe I'm. Maybe I kind of dropped off like the map, and it, that was a temptation at the time to go down that path. We've all been there, <laughs> and, and we We've still are been. sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, sometimes you just got to pull yourself up. But like, everyone kind of has that roller coaster of. Yeah. Everything good, Nas? No. But oh. Um, oh. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's just a. Uh, um, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Interessante. Oh, now, now yeah. well, no, 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 it had nothing to do with the call. It's just I went outside and there was some more wild seven drama. Oh, um, interesting. Okay. Stop it. Yeah, I want to know yeah, now. Yeah. Um, I mean, hey, listen. <laughs> I you know, think you gotta, we might have to. Uh, should, we, should we call this? Ha- let's pause for a moment, shall we? Can we go on an intermission? <laughs> hey, hey, I did earlier. If I can do it, you can do it. Go on a minute. How, how are you guys doing without me? No, it's oh, fine. Oh, yeah. We, uh, I'm, hey, I'm, I'm, I got some good content point that I'm about to bring up, and I can also okay, totally We're 40 minutes into this. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, See, that's long-winded Alex right yeah, there. No, 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 no. Um, let's take a quick break. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I right. think we need to. Let's take a quick break. All right. All right, listener friend. You have no idea the fucking stuff that happens at this office. All right. Let's take okay. a quick break. All right. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, oh. oh, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, sorry, I didn't know it was that loud. I put, a, I put a sensor beep to sort of signify that we're in a new time. I'm sorry, Alex. I think I just sorry, deafened I, Alex. See, I, I kind of knew about it, but I didn't realize it was... Oh, loud. really? I didn't know it was going to be that loud. I'm sorry, she, guys. We should have warned you. Listen, uh, are you okay, Alex? I'm good. You're good? I'm good. Your eardrums are okay? You hear what I'm saying? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, going to <laughs> Mac- I'm going to Mexico with my wife. <laughs> You're an orphan. <laughs> yeah, okay, listen, oh, that's cool. Okay, listen, so I just want to fill in the, the listener on this, okay? The second April, myself, Silent Chris, our partner, the second we step foot into this studio, there's always work to be done. There's always something happening. And what you just heard, aside from the deafening of Alex Rogers, was I got a call that led me to go outside, and then I handled the call, but then some other thing had needed my attention, and it got me very angry and, and, and cranky. And, uh, but now I'm okay. I'm good. But I want to show you guys what it looks like when something pulls me out of my world and I'm angry and cranky, okay? Mm-hmm. So this is from a scene from Food of the Gods. I, this is in keeping with the bizarre clips today. <laughs> uh, it's from Food of the Gods, I think two or three or something, but okay. Oh, wow. And uh, Alex, keep your head, it might be a little, I, I don't know if it's going to be too loud. We'll, we'll see what happens. Okay, so this is a, this, the kid is me. Bobby? I want you to meet my colleague, Dr. Hamilton. And I'd like you to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Get down. 
Amazing. Wait, wait, get out of here. What? The last bitch? He said, get out, of, get out of here, you bitch. Get out oh, of you here. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> that is that so is a is that very a giant baby? Yeah, yeah. That is a very accurate representation of how I feel when something pulls me out of anything creative. Get out of here, you bitch. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. how I felt. I just wanted to play that. But what were you guys talking about before everything? Doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It doesn't. Listen, well, then listen. Just some bullshit. Well, no, no. no. We, were, we, were, we were actually... Yeah, sorry, oh, no. I was just going to lead into a different route because... How do you how do you continue to perform when you're angry? Like this well, this is sort of like where I really really empathize with like I'll, I'll tell you what, I can't tell you how many times on stage we've had and when they're at their best we'll call them the golden fuck-ups where something does not go right. Mm-hmm. The scariest thing that ever went wrong for me, I it was a fight scene on stage and the dagger I had in my hand flew out of my hand into the audience. <gasps> oh my god. Not a real dagger. Obviously. Well, I mean, it's still heavy metal. Right? I mean, it's blunted, but it's still <gasps> like, it's still an Stop. object with weight to oh, it so and it wasn't physics like is happening. Oh, no. <laughs> we got it. These things have to go cling clang when they hit uh, each other. Fuck. So it goes flying out of my <laughs> hand out into the audience, and I had a damn near heart attack. And it just <gasps> happened to be that it wasn't a packed house, and it happened to be it sailed over a few heads. Fuck. But I honestly was like, oh, I'm done. I'm done. I murdered someone tonight, and I'm and, I'm, and that's it. I'm done. My, so, but all, um, every hope is done tonight. So what happened exactly? Did you freeze? It, or I, it, Well, did you, did luckily, right after that, we're, we're all supposed to rush off stage. The minute that I go up to the stage manager, I'm like, so did the tiger help? All right, all right, all right. We'll look into it. No, we're clear. We're clear. We're clear. We're clear. Just don't let that ever happen again. Got it. Got it. Good. Yeah. But you're like, I need my dagger back, though. Yeah. Although I, uh, we, yeah, we uh, after an intermission, though, I definitely need my dagger back. Can we please and please tell me there's no blood on it? Oh God. Oh my God. Yeah. No, no it was that really so scary. made me kind of like just get into an actor's shoes or a performer's shoes, mm-hmm. because I mean, technically, like we're performing during a podcast. Yeah. And I mean, as soon as this sort of office drama occurred, you don't really want to get back into performing. Yeah, you get all angry and You're bitchy. Just like, yeah. yeah, like yeah. Ah, I'm uncomfortable. Like, well, I w- yeah. How do you get into? How do you get back into it? This is my question. You co- you you realize what the bigger picture is, and also it's one of those things where it's like because if we stop, it means they won. Yeah. Dude, I once did a show where straight up crackheads off Santa Monica Boulevard <laughs> found their way backstage, came onto stage, oh. and, the, and the play required the make-believe reality of us being in an enclosed space that no one could enter or leave because it was an elevator. Oh, my gosh. So in walk so, these people with face tattoos and smelling like last year. Yeah. That was and me, it was Alex. Like, I'm sorry. It was a weird oh, time. Oh, I knew life. it. I knew yeah. there was some uh, <laughs> resemblance there. <laughs> yeah. So One you had of, an improv, I'm, I'm guessing. We all froze up. I'm happy. Oh, wow. I, I'm not happy. I'm saying it was it was my my greatest shame moment because it was it was too. I almost couldn't believe what I was seeing. It was just so mind. I was like, wait, wait, what? No, hold on, what? <laughs> this pers- is really happening. And it was all. It was seven of us on stage, so funny. and no one could articulate what was happening. It was so awkward. Everyone in the audience is almost like, come on, say it. Yeah. There's a crackhead on stage. But uh, where I did win the day once was I was in a show where the whole, the whole thing, it, it was a show where I'm begging this girl, don't leave, don't leave. Come on, give me another chance. And she keeps making this big deal about, no, I've packed my bags and I'm going. I was a rodeo champion. So it was more like, come on, don't leave me, Cherry. Come on, give, give me another chance here. And she's like, and she's like no, I'm, go- I'm going on the bus today. And that's one of the arguments throughout. And then at the very end, her suitcase falls open. 
but it was just a prop after all. <laughs> so all we see is an empty suitcase and this wasn't <laughs> supposed to happen. And I realized in the moment, this is perfect for the narrative. And so I look at her and I said, you never even packed your bags. And, it, and then she's like, oh yeah, me. and then she played into it. Great, Aww. shout out to you, Katie, wow. if you're listening. Yeah, it was like this brilliant little moment where we, the actors saw, mm-hmm. oh, 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 something's happening. The audience saw it. How do you, in yeah. that very same, that same show, I know I'm, I'm talking That's too much, cool. but one, no. one last example. In that very same show, I don't think it was the same performance. That would have been amazing. But <laughs> the lights went out on stage all of a sudden. But again, here's what you do. You work it into the reality of what you're doing. So what's the play about? We're all at a bus stop cafe. Why? Because there's a blizzard outside. So perfect. Mm. So the lights, and also I'm in the middle of a little speech. (laughs) I'm like, I don't know why she won't give me another chance. And I remember it was like, uh uh-oh, and it's silent. The audience is silent. Everyone Everyone knows what just happened. And I, and something in me just said, you literally just acknowledge the reality. So I went, what happened to the lights? Huge laugh, because that breaks the tension. It's like, okay, okay, he acknowledged it. So you mm-hmm. got to acknowledge what happened. And then furthermore, uh, your friends get your back. Mm-hmm. So Chris Angeles, if you're listening, she jumps in, a fellow mm-hmm. actress, and I remember she's like, yeah, probably one of the power lines went out. This blizzard's been nuts, you know. Mm-hmm. And then everyone started weaving a reality around it. That's cool. To the point where we talked to some audience members afterwards, like, no, I thought that was part of the show. It was kind of yeah. yeah, like so yeah. Oh. So that's what you it. do. So like in this situation, Mr. Nas Red, April and I, we got your back, buddy. Oh, thanks. And man. we come in and we, it's like, what happens if we got to pause the show? There's more than one person on the train. You are the conductor, but we hear going choo choo, and we choo 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 the fuck along, and we get back. On track. That's all I'm saying. I'm touched. I uh, love it. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm very touched. No, that's really great advice because that, I mean, this is exactly how reality works, you know? Yeah. Like nothing ever really works out the way it's supposed to. So if mm-hmm. you can master improv, I think that, I don't know, it's such a valuable skill that I still would love to learn more about. I, but it just really makes you just accept. Because I am the type of person that gets really pissed off when things don't go my way because I'm just a control mm-hmm. freak. Mm-hmm. So I mean I admire actors and performers for that skill, yeah. Because it's just like all right, just accept that it isn't always going to be the way you want it to be. Yeah. How and do just, you cope with that? Flow. Like with things going. When, out yeah, of when things start to spin out of control and you're well, seeing it happening. It depends. Like if it's within film, like production things like that, or work, I always just I'm always on my toes. But it's like outside of that, like my personal life or. I don't know, like other things. It's mm-hmm. I just want to kind of control it. I'm just trying to force it. I'm like, no, it has to be like this. She's, she's very controlling. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> I am. Like, but no. Am, but am I understanding that you're you almost ride with the tide when it's creative? Yeah, because that's a part of it, and that's right. I think that you know, working in this industry and being a filmmaker has allowed me to really just like understand it a lot better, mm-hmm. and just understand that you know. Creativity is just solving problems and, you know, going with the flow. It is right. it is the flow, you know, and so philosophical. Yeah. But, yeah, but it's almost, <laughs> when you put it that way, it al- I almost realized like, yeah, we're n- problems are supposed to exist. Uh, even problems are supposed to exist in a creative equation. This More ringtone drama, no. is brought to you by this current <laughs> oh, generation. Hey, Roosevelt. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey, Roosevelt. When you when when you crash like a donkey, fuck. <laughs> what? Yeah, hey, Roosevelt, you're, 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 you're on my podcast right now. 
You're with Alex. You're with Alex and April. What was that song you were singing? When you dance like a no, when you crack like a duck, you fuck. Yeah, <laughs> it's a song I showed Roosevelt. It's a great uh, song. Roosevelt, let me call you back. Sorry, I didn't call you back yesterday. Um, I'm gonna call you back when I'm uh, hey, heading am home. Am I on the broadcast right now? Yeah, you're on the podcast. Yeah, my cousin, my dear cousin. Hey, let me say something. Go ahead. Don't say nothing bad. <laughs> I'm, listen, Bruce, I'm doing you the biggest favor. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, why didn't you let him speak? Oh my God, that guy. He's he's a great. He's one of my favorite people on the planet. But man, can he say some crazy things sometimes? <laughs> yeah. But hey. um, <laughs> I love Bruce. It was a great song. I, so I, I think I showed you that song. Which it was I, a song where the guy was singing, and then and then I was showing. There's a video of a man singing this song that goes, can you quack like a duck when you fuck? <laughs> and, and he's in a Speedo. Is that what he was saying? And he's singing at like a trailer park or something. And mm -hmm. and then like, he's like shaking and stuff. Oh my right. gosh. He's just trying to think. And what, okay. what would be the added benefit of quacking like a duck while you fuck? Well, I guess it's kinky or something. I don't know. Might be, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But especially, another especially example. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. No, another example of how Nas improvs in his life. Yes. He just accepts his phone calls. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. even. Yeah. He just goes with it. Yeah. I would right. be so terrified someone would say something. <laughs> you stupid. know, good point. There you go. You just rolled with it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, this has been a pretty wild episode, actually. And in fact, <laughs> even okay, for wild seven I want to ask two more, two questions about the acting, and then let's get to the friend controversy, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah and totally. April will be judge, jury. Maybe execution. Or <laughs> she is controlling. I'm excited. So yeah, yeah. yeah. that's <laughs> no, true. Though. That's yeah, true. She's, that's what you want. In Most it. controlling <laughs> with a blade. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Two things. One, what was the Debbie set like for you? And real talk, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And B. Two. What do you want in a director as an actor? Mm. Well, I'm still getting over my trauma, and I'll be yeah. publishing a book called. Debbie, the devil, and me. <laughs> I like. I'll do the forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Written, <laughs> written, <laughs> written by Brendan of the Darkness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course. Oh, well, let's marketing. Not, let's not, let's yeah, yeah. not spoil Brendan's character. No, 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 no. Not that you were, but like, but like, I was just but whoring myself, yeah. my friend. No, 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 <laughs> uh, no, no, no. This is the uh, uh, jokes aside, and not just because I'm with present company, and not just because I've had years being your buddy from monastery level with TV din dinners to on set. Yeah, yeah. It was truly one of the most positive experiences in my so far very meager filmmaking on set career. Mm. And one of the reasons, and it feeds into your next question, is that I believe you, my friend, know how to talk to actors because you're basically hanging out with us mm. And you are a fan of us. And whether we like to admit it or not, and I don't solely identify as actor. I must make this very clear. I'm a writer. I'm also a, a dreamer. When I get my shit together, I'll be directing too. But when I'm in actor mode, I have the same vulnerabilities as, as someone who only identifies actor, which is we want to be liked. We just do. And it goes back to that early little thing where you're like still trying to shake off the old habits of only equating your self-worth with your capacity to perform. I'll tell you this much though, what, what, whether those two are directly linked or not, what does help though is to feel a permissive energy and to feel like, and the answer is collaboration. Next, and we go to our point guard right here. Um, <laughs> the feeling on the set was 
truly like like uh, hanging out and almost like a camp vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just we're here and we got each other's backs. I'll say another thing too, and I'll try not, I understand we want to keep the mystery of it, but let's put it this way. I was playing a role that with unschooled people around can mistake me for being the role that I'm playing. And the role that I was playing is not exact. I mean, there's a lot of him, and I'm proud to say that is very much like me. But let's put it this way. You don't want people to start treating you like what you're doing. They want, you want to be treated respectfully like an actor. Don't equate me with the character I'm playing. And this happens. Some yeah. people listening might be like, well, yeah, duh. No, not duh. Yeah. Some people are really like, now I can yeah. make an idea about you. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone from you as a director... Here's another thing too. I was I was even talking to my mom the other day about how a great experience it was, and I said, "Here's the thing: Nas had room to be very like kid in a shop, and you and Chris, mm-hmm. April here, April and Chris were really like also giving the permission for all of the crazy clowns to come out of the fucking treasure chest, and you knew when to go. All right, clowns, next location yeah. because we got a time schedule that we need to adhere to, and it was." Not taskmaster homework bullshit vibe. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, right. Because if we don't have that, we will fucking lose time. And then we'll be like kids who played out too late and got sunburned as opposed mm-hmm. to doing it right. Yeah. yeah. I've been on contentious sets. I've been in situations where the director is as involved as you in terms of both directing and helmsing it on an acting level, kind of leading the show. And you're, you're quite present in that portion of yeah. your film. And a lot of people can get very territorial and ego-driven. And while, of course, you are these. Yes, I, I, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. You, you were nevertheless doing it in, you, you have to, like, you can't not be. Of course, it's your name. It's your project. You, it's also your face now. Somehow, though, I, because I'm watching you, too. I'm not just, I've, I've done this a few times. And I'm like, okay, is, is it going to get to his head? Is he going to get, like, too much to his head? You know, is he going to get toxic on the set? Yeah. You are a fan of us, and so you wanted us to be good. You weren't only concerned about yourself. I appreciate I've, I've truly, it's more, it's, a, it's unfortunately very common to be part of a project where the helm, the helms person, the captain, the whoever, what you're kind of doing is serving their philosophy on life, and you got to keep doing that, and as long as you're loyal to that, you can keep playing, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then this right here was a permissive energy. And the chorus of the ci- city agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I, think it was a, I think it was a highly positive experience. I would do it absolutely again. And um, I can't speak for all actors, but I know for me, I don't want to be spoon-fed, but I also don't want to just be told... Well, you know, you're the actor. You, you, clearly, you have it figured out. No, no, no. I need a little bit of structure. And ultimately, I just need encouragement. I really just need, like, someone who believes in me. So, yeah, man, you're, you are a proponent of your actors. And I think that it, at the very least, removes an otherwise often present obstruction that gets in the way of a good performance. Yeah. So you're creating a channel for all of us to play. Yeah. And I know that you talk about flesh and bone in a very positive way, Nas. Yeah. It was it was such a fun shoot. You know, it was, yeah. it was the last segment of our film, and 
it was I would say it was the most relaxed shoot because we shot it in um with an iPhone. Yeah, because it was found footage. So it was like yeah, it was it was the most exciting part of the film in a way. I mean every film was like so exciting, so fun. Yeah. But um but yeah, like so I'm happy that everyone had like a good time. And, yeah. You know. He actually pretty much summed up mm-hmm. how we work, which is you create the environment for me to sort of play. And then it's it's weird. I alternate between being April and Chris's son and their grandfather. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah. It, yeah, it's inspired a script Amazing. called My Grandfather's Son that we're going <laughs> to nice. develop. It's going to make a oh, lot of money. Yeah. But um, no, I appreciate everything that you said, Alex. I, I am a fan of actors. I understand how vulnerable you can be when yeah. you're in front of the camera and yeah. stuff we like that. We just had yeah. this mm-hmm. conversation it, too before, yeah. I think like last week or something, yeah. about how... There's directors that have the acting experience and there's directors that don't. I don't have any acting experience, but I do. I am very empathetic. And uh, so that helps. But I think that, you know, directors that have acted before have a very unique perspective and I guess can communicate with actors in a way that others maybe can't. And I think that's very important. Yeah. No, I feel you. I mean, I'm sure that actors appreciate that. Yeah. We also know when you... I've I've also had directors who while while they're not wrong and while they're not like while while the advice they're giving me is is correct when I've never seen them even attempt to act there's a part of me that goes okay but come on now <laughs> yeah, if you yeah. jump in where I am are you going to just yeah. sing the the song you just told me yeah so um knowing that you are <laughs> in it you like you were with us you were like um you know the the the, you were Aldo Rain. Like, you know? <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah. I'll take that definitely. No, I love that because I, I feel like I would never put my actors through anything that I wouldn't do myself. Same. It reminds me of like the X Factor. Didn't Joe Rogan used to uh, like... Uh, Fear oh, Factor. Fear Factor. I'm yeah. oh, sorry, yeah. what did I say? Fear Factor. X Factor, which I'm sure was another one. Of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything Fear was a factor in the 90s Not X Factor. April doesn't watch TV. I know. Nice, <laughs> nice. I'm I with you. I'm with I don't you on watch that. TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, that was like so long ago. Fear Factor. <laughs> but he used to do everything that he had his contestants do. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was like the thing. Like that was his that like standard. So like that. I really yeah. respect that because mm-hmm. that, that, that's that's really fucked up shit, you know. <laughs> so if you're gonna do it, then by all means, yeah. have them do whatever. For sure. For right. sure. But okay. And then one thing I just wanted to hit on that you mentioned. Which, yeah, wasn't flesh and bone. It was so fun because I think we were able to be even more creative than we were being. That's the thing, yeah. It, you really, al- like, allowed that creative space because of the, I guess, amount of restrictions or lack of restrictions. Yeah. You know, it was very free and, yeah. uh, like, free form. It was a completely different approach to filmmaking. Yeah, yeah. Like and I, it was, yeah, a lot of, I guess, I think it was also the most comedic. Yeah, you know, and um, I think a lot of the the tone sort of flowered in that segment, and then also, you know, there aren't a lot of outside shots in the other two segments. But then in this one, because we were shooting on a phone, you know, mm-hmm. you could go anywhere on the train, this that, blah blah blah. But no, it's yeah, great. it was a fun experience. Yeah, yeah but um, I guess at the end, what of the an day, ensemble cast, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you look yeah. at a poster, which yeah. Chris, April, and some of me helped (laughs) you know and it's amazing like i love that we have this big cast of characters and they're all like you know it's really good feel really good guys now i feel great yeah yeah. okay yeah man cool okay so let's let's get to the wild seven court you will be the judge all right yeah yeah, yeah. so um hold on do we have some judge music oh Oh, there we go okay 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 okay. (laughs) these are real events (laughs) that happened between the friendship of Nas and alex 
Nas is friends with Alex because he knows it is good for world peace because he knows he is Persian and Alex is white. But he knows that if there is ever any beef between them, it will result in World War Three. Alex has a beef with Nas's unfortunate behavior. Okay, let's... Okay, shut up. All right, okay, okay. So do you want to... Do you want to go? Sure. Okay. (laughs) This is a recurring event in the friendship between Alex Rogers and Nas Red. Okay. Interior, car, day and or night, pulling up to a 7-Eleven. Nas, always the driver. Alex, always the front seat driver, even though he's working on that. (laughs) Nas parks the car. Alex leans over to simply just grab his sunglasses. Alex barely looks to his left. Flash of red corner of Nas's jacket already skirting out of the vehicle. Sound effect. Slam of the car door. Exterior shut. Another blur of red that could have been Nas. (laughs) Already through the windows of 7-Eleven. With the front door going. <laughs> Alex exits car, a little miffed and kind of left behind, but whatever. <laughs> Nas hasn't even bothered to lock the car, but whatever. We'll just, we'll just, I'll now manually lock my own car. Sounds like Nas. <laughs> I, I have another story. <laughs> Nas, Alex enters 7 Eleven. Nas. Fully unperturbed, looks up and looks at Alex as if they just encountered that day in Seven uh, Eleven. As if, oh, what's up, man? Just I'm I'm just getting my my uh, protein drink. Uh, but they don't have Adwala today. I'm looking for my Adwala. <laughs> Alex, mm. not meaning to get sugar, proceeds to get seven bags of gummy worms, twelve chocolate bars, and one water bottle. Yeah. Far too small. Alex goes up to pay. Nas already has paid for his items. Next, as Alex walks up, a flash of red goes out the door. <laughs> okay. Alex looks out, door, second time. Yeah. Car lights of Nas's car go on. Red object, Nas, sitting there, completely placid, looking between phone, headlights on, and Alex misses his moment where he needs to put in his PIN number on the machine. <laughs> right. Okay. Let me tell you my side That's of the so story. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Okay, right. I can't wait. Last time we went to 7-Eleven. Uh-huh. Okay? <laughs> this is the funniest thing. <laughs> I, I did that. I'm copying to it. I, I get in there and I get the fuck out as f- soon as I can. Alex is a tall dude. It's like, it's like me and tall man. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's like... And so... I, I, I'm very like used to just being alone. So when I go and do something with someone, I'm, I'm, it's so inconsiderate of me. I know this. Like, I, I'm just very like, okay, I got to get my shit. Okay, blah, blah, blah. This last time I did that, okay? I go out into my car and then I saw Alex in this 7-Eleven. I was like, oh man, I might hear it from him. You know, when, when he comes in. And then to add to the, to the humor on my end... <laughs> Alex dropped his change. Oh, yeah. And then you see him go, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and, then, and, then I was, and then in my head, I was like, oh, man, I'm really going to hear it from Alex because he just got kind of humiliated in the in oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. And then mind you, when and, I went in A guy literally said, you dropped a $5 bill, bro. Yeah, yeah. Did you? And I then, did. But wow. that's a good man looking out for me. He could have wow. easily been like, keep it quiet, keep it quiet. 
Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah now, yeah. mind you, I'm I'm not as re- I'm a screwy person. Most normal people, when they go into the store with their friend, they say, "I'm gonna wait for my friend." My friend? thought is, yeah. when I pay for my thing, mm-hmm. I'm getting out of here. And then, so then I leave. And then Alex came into the car. Alex is cool and diplomatic as he always is. He never loses his shit ever, <laughs> you know. But he was only kind of, if I'm talking about esoteric. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Star Wars or Star something. Wars. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he goes, "Hey, listen, man." Like, or I'm not, I'm not even do, trying to do an impression of you, but no, he was, no, just, he was very politely like, Hey man, you know, like, uh, next time just for future reference, maybe wait for me, you know, <laughs> you know, like, and then, and this is how fucked up I am. I lied, but I don't know if I was lying. Like I, I, I said, Oh, I didn't know. I'm sorry. And then like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, I said like, Oh, I thought I thought you were. Oh, do you know what I said? Yeah, it was yeah, fucked yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it was so now. So fucked up. I was so but disturbed this is where by I'm, myself. First time I'm finding out that you fibbed. <laughs> yeah, no, oh. no, 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 no. Oh shit! I was like, I was like, no, 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 I, no, no. Do you know what it was? Play that court music again. You're on the hot <laughs> yeah, seat, buddy. Yeah, yeah. This is hot. So what exactly <laughs> happened, Nas? Okay. What so, did you lie about? No, no. <laughs> this is the fucked up that apart thing about me. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I was lying or if I was. It was so pathological. I was convincing myself. That I did ah, this. Even better. Because then I don't remember. Because then as I said it, I was kind of disturbed by what I was saying. Because I was like, wait, did I? Maybe that was what happened. I don't know. Because we were pretty high, you know? Like, and so <laughs> oh, that's that already. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Court dismissed. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's you true. both are in contempt listen, of this court. Listen, dude. Yes. By the way, there's another like, you know, Alex is a tall dude. I always think like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you haven't said what you yeah. said, though. What did oh, you say said, that you said, thought right, was happening? Yeah, oh, because, but, because my height will disqualify <laughs> yeah, his argument yeah. completely. Go on. I, <laughs> you're right. I said... <laughs> what I said was, Alex, I thought you already got your stuff and you were outside, buddy. I'm sorry. That's, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. like saying Stop. to a giraffe, I didn't know you were still out here in the field. <laughs> yeah, it is like... I'm a porcupine and he's a giraffe. <laughs> and like, you know what I mean? And when we go out- You're a honey badger now. Yeah, I'm yeah. a honey badger. And I'm it's just like, kidding. seriously, running out with yeah. your honey. Yeah. You got your honey and you left me yeah. to deal with all the yeah. other wolves, yeah. the wolves at 1am. And then 1 mind you, people were flooding into the shop. I'm getting skeeved out. I'm like, ah, I'm getting out of yeah. here. And then I leave. I'm sorry. I'm buddy. I'm sorry. It, Alex, uh, first of all, Judge Mendoza, yes. what is your judgment? <laughs> no, you call them by their first name, I thought. Oh, Judge oh, April. Yeah, Judge oh, really? April. Judge Judy. Oh, oh, just oh, Judy. Judge April. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is your judgment? Well, it seems like we have a case of two very stoned friends. Yes. Mm. And um, two dudes that are just, um, I don't know. Actually, one dude that's just a little bit selfish. <laughs> Alex, see? You're selfish. <laughs> and I'm talking about you now. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, honestly, like I, I just, I just think that like just dudes act this way. Like, yeah, they just kind of do their thing and go and see. Like, so, yeah. but personally, I wait for my friend. So yeah, yeah. I'm a good personally. Friend. I wait for my friend because too. because also <laughs> specifically like if I'm ever in a gas station or or something like liquor mart and I'm with a friend, I always kind of have this sense of like. Skeeviness, yeah. yeah. Maybe for me, it's like like we gotta have each other's backs because if if one of those guys does jump me while I'm getting my my change, because we lose a star player in the Wild Seven Universe. (laughs) Someone could (laughs) rob. (laughs) Somebody could rob the place and hold a gun to Alex's head. That's true. And then you'd have this guilt forever. 
of like, That's I could have been there for my friend. And I would wonder what voice can I do to nullify this guy? And, yeah. and it's Russian roulette for me, baby. Oh my God. If I do, if I say the wrong voice, this guy could go, you're done now. <laughs> yeah, oh my so, gosh. Yeah. yeah. What, imagine I'm just like, hey, uh, what, from where do you hail? I think the lesson <laughs> is don't be Mr. Red's friend. Don't, you know. oh, no, 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 I think the lesson is just don't lie. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah that's uh, the big yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, and then you learn from these mistakes. But I have to good. admit, it was one of those things where I was like, do I know, do, is this the but lie? But let's talk about this. Now, why did, how, as opposed to, oh man, my bad, I have this habit where I need to go out of a store. Why did you make it that? Oh, well, because you just were unseen. <laughs> yeah. You were sight unseen, because, Alex. Because, because, because there's conflict. There's no, no, conflict you know what there. it is? Yeah. That would have been conflict. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't like conflict. And so it's. But no, there would. It, it, it's, you know, it's so funny when you mention that. And by the way, you know we're tight. You yeah, know, everything's no, fine. No, no, it's cool. But now that you say it, I'm like, yeah, it did seem a little bullshitty now that I fucking think <laughs> wait, about wait, it. You believed me? Well, for a <laughs> second. I mean, no, no, no. What I thought was, God, he's so scrambled. Yeah. He didn't fucking even no, no, pay no. attention to me. That's what I did think. I will admit. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah that no, is no, no, bullshit. No, 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 no. I will, I will clarify <laughs> just, just for the sake of, of clarification. Be as clarified did, as Guy. Yeah. When I, when I went and bought my stuff and left, I legitimately didn't know if you were in or out of the store. That I didn't know. When I went outside and saw the and saw my little vaudeville, my my like, Jacques Tati yeah, moment. Yeah, exactly. His Charlie Chaplin moment yeah, where yeah, he yeah. dropped all the change. Uh -huh. That's when I realized, oh, I did that again. Yeah. And then, and then <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, I'm gonna hear it. And, and then you did. Yeah, you knew it was coming. Yeah, but I you also it know it's me. Yeah, Where, and, yeah. Uh, and that was a pretty good yeah. representation of me as he did right there. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, And, and yeah, I do yeah. say for future reference, I realize I, swear to God. I use that all the time too. When I sometimes when I have to say something I don't like, but I'm also trying to set up not punishment things because it's yeah. let's face it. You know what? I know for me, it's all I've had a difficult time ever expressing something that dissatisfies me with people I love oh, for because sure, I yeah. don't know how I it, it was badly modeled growing up I've I, and I've seen other people fuck it's, it up too it's such an art yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a real art and I realize you have to kind of come from it because for me I'm giving you the benefit of the doubt and I do my friend because you because yeah. you are very considerate that's yeah. why in those moments and by the way it's fucking worth it because that was goddamn funny to document here. <laughs> hey, it's hey, really hey, funny. Hey, we and, got like, the good and we know Nas didn't mean anything by no. it. No, no, but, like, but like, know yeah. for a movie that that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, hey, I set out the script right there. So. <laughs> Alex, we squashed it. Squash right. beef, baby. Squash Judge April beef. says we're still friends, right? I think, we'll yeah. We'll always be friends. I think it's everything's yes, I love good. you, man. I love you, brother. Hey, All man. Right. Thank you. Well, that's our now show. Now just do Boom. 10 Hail Marys. That's yeah. Hail Mary, Hail Mary, Hail Mary. <laughs> hey, listen. Follow us on Instagram uh, at April Mendoza with two A's. At Interdimensional Alex. And follow me on Twitter at Mr. Nas Red. Follow me on Instagram at Mr. Nas Red. Email us at Nas Red Pot. Hey, God damn it. I told myself I wasn't going to do the old ghetto Gmail bullshit one day. <laughs> That's so last year. Email us, uh, email us at nasred at wild7studios.com or april at wild7studios.com. Visit us at wild7studios.com to get all up-to-date things. Look out for Mr. Red's gruesome stories and Debbie and the Devil. And hey. look out for a lot of other cool things, podcast stuff. We're going to interview my uncle next week. You'll know what that means when you hear it. And also, Alex, uh, tell us about your podcast. Where can we find that one? On Instagram. On uh, Instagram right now, just on my page. But stay tuned. In the words of Alex Rogers yes. is coming out of this space shuttle, Wild 7. Shoot a movie, not a person. <laughs>